You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, from the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men After Show. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Bing is for doing, and we are doing another AfterBuzz TV podcast, Mad Men Season 5, Episode 2, entitled Tea Leaves. I'm your host, John Comerford, and I'm joined in the studio by writer, producer, and co-creator of AfterBuzz, Kevin Undergaro. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Um, how long are we going to keep the lie up that Maria actually created AfterBuzz? Well, as long and as just, we need to. Okay, great. No, I'm just saying the company line. I'm just just told the line. That's it. That's, that's what I'm here for. And maybe. as you said, we're going to talk about it on you know, the Mad Men, as you were saying. It, that we're seeing changing of the yes. times on that show on yeah. the corporate level, right. and you said, but really, no, nothing changed. Not, yeah, the same. And there. forty, fifty years later, <laughs> yeah, it's the, still the same. She's still going to get the credit. Yep. And it's all going to be you. Yep. And Phil, and uh, joining us as well in the studio here, engineering at the booth there is Phil Speedtech. Phil, let everybody know you're here. Welcome, welcome, hello, fans. Yes, I'm excited. You really <laughs> am. I, I mean, no, I, you know it's you great. Know it's exciting for iTunes. Uh, you know, listeners, you, you want to go on to YouTube and, and now look at Phil's new engineer booth. Nice. Really pimped out. Yeah, you Beautifully go. lit sign. You Got need, some you nice lighting on like him. Joan showing off this sign, not me. But. <laughs> last, my, last week, I was horrified. Yeah. Uh, the, the show, the audio show was fantastic. I'm a big fan of you guys' show, as you know. But, you know, the video went, not, not so excited to see Phil sitting in what looked like a broom closet. You know what, what, I, what I mean? Allow me to be Pete Campbell for a moment and okay. say how far this company's really right. grown. And you know why? <laughs> why is that? Because a, it's 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 us doing the work here. But more importantly, it's really and this is no BS. Okay. It's because of you guys at home listening. Because you know what I mean. If you guys didn't listen yeah. and re- respond the way that you do, why the hell would we be here? Yeah. And uh, so all we ask for in return, I mean, we literally kill ourselves, us three, and then the rest of the AfterBuzz staff, which hosts and engineers and all that, constitutes to about 200 people. Um, we kill ourselves for you guys, so the thing that you can really do uh, in return for us is if you haven't done so, rate and comment on iTunes. Right. It's simple. It takes 30 seconds at the most. One, if you need some help. <laughs> but hey, you know, we all, don't be afraid to ask. Which, you know what? A ask one. a friend who doesn't. Uh, listen to AfterBuzz TV, so that way you get them hooked too, which is the other thing you can do for us. Right, and speaking of that, we want to thank MG Green for giving us his comments and his uh, feedback. We appreciate that so much, and it's very, very helpful. We like also, hearing from you. Uh, also, Paul Satiris, yes. 01. Shout out to you. Thank you yeah, very absolutely. much for your Keep your those comments. coming in. They're very Keep helpful. Keep them coming. And, and like Phil said, just tell we We don't ask for much. We don't bog you down with commercials. We don't ask you to buy anything. We we may very well in the future if you want to keep this going. But for, as of now, we don't. And what we do ask is you just rate and comment us on iTunes, uh, comment on YouTube. And uh, equally important is if you have a friend, tell them. If yeah. you have many friends, tell them. Tell them about AfterBuzz. And uh, get, get us some more eyes and ears. Every bit helps. By the way... You are very Pete Campbell, and I guess I'm Roger yeah, Sterling before I see it. I really am. I'm Roger Sterling. I'm just a clown in a figurehead who's just fading away, uh, you know, and, just, oh I, and I do want it to go back to the old days. Bill is so Pete Campbell. Yeah, absolutely. And I brought him in, that little shit. <laughs> he's going to take over. Yeah, remember, I, yeah. I, I held his hand when he was on that's, the swings. That's right, and now he's got his his foot right on your fingertips while oh, you're on the ledge. Man. It yeah. certainly does. And I'm the old guy just sitting in the boardroom. Yeah. Oh, no. It's so sad. Like, his demotion. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was yeah. so venerable and yep. respected, and nah, now they just didn't care they're about basically him. ignoring him. Yep. Do you guys think, acting-wise, like, we'll be seeing less of him? I don't know. Uh, 
I, I really don't I mean, a know. really drop in from last season to this sure. season in terms of his significance right. in the company. And, and you knew that was going to be inevitable. I mean, that, that, that's where they were going to go with him. But it would be interesting to keep him around and keep him uh, viable because that's the thing that tells Don and everybody else, this is where you're headed. Your life is going to be this. But, John, do they, do they just not care? I mean, that's why they smoke. They know cancer yeah. is going to kill them, and yeah. they're still smoking. Oh, they're yeah. still drinking. Oh. Um, you know, was that – I mean, we know today old people get kicked out the door. Yeah. Today, and especially more than ever, because young people are cheaper um, with this economy. But where we see this show is very um, non-politically correct. Well, the, well, the time period was not – no, not at all. But, you know, the, was that part of the time period too? Was just would they just kick an old guy out the door basically? Well, well in this in this arena, it wasn't generally if for, for the general populace, but in, in this ad world, yeah, they pretty much it was so dog eat dog, and it's like you know, whoever's young dog or young bull go. gets rid of the old bull. Oh, they go. Yeah. Uh, well, we we have to talk about yes. Uh, Betty, we got. It. I mean, we have oh seen Betty. We are finally see Betty, and boy, did we see a lot of Betty. I it was well, that was shocking to me. She first, it was like so. January Jones hell? was pregnant. Yeah, I, so. you know, uh, I'd seen a, uh, an interview with her recently, and she, you know, in the last year and a half or whatever, she's had a. She's child, back so. in shape. Yeah, she's back in shape. Absolutely, but she had a child. But she got big during pregnancy, John. Like yeah. she, she's probably one of those people that really, you know, went overboard and ate like thought they could eat whatever they want and yeah. just. Because she got really big. Yeah, and you know, every once in a while, I would be looking at it, and I'm going, "It looks like she had, uh, you know, some sort of sort of uh, prosthetic, prosthetic." Yeah, but neck. it wasn't. But uh, and I was like, "No, either that was really good." But it, yeah, she just it was it was. I don't think that was shocking. prosthetic. She, she was. Well, was what, was, what was weird about it too was the fact that, um, you know, we all thought at first she was pregnant, and that's and especially since Henry was like, you know, come on, let's go. Yeah. And what a lame excuse it is to not go because you're yeah. fat. And that's what yeah. it turned out to be. And, and, you know, in real life, you know, I knew she just had a child. So I thought they were just, you know, uh, using... Can like, I love... A, i tell you what yeah. I love about Matt Weiner yeah. and Mad Men. Sure. One of my, you know, after Breaking Bad, my favorite right. show. I love the fact that this is the first time I have ever seen a real-life pregnancy. Right. There's two things they use TV does with a real-life pregnancy. Right. They either, they either cover it, it mm-hmm. right? They hide it. Or they write it in. And wouldn't it be so organic... To write it in, she's a newlywed. She's, she's with this rich child. guy. He wants to have a kid with her. She's like, "Hey, why right. not? Let's solidify things. Let's close the deal. Get a kid. That way, I'm locked in for at least 20 years of like, or 18 right. years worth of support. And back then, you'd be, you'd get uh, support forever. Um, and yet, the R- Weiner and the Madman writers say, throw out the pregnancy thing and say, no." Just a fat, bored housewife. And I effing love that. I love that. Well, here's why it really does work is, A, it, it, it drives conflict between her and Henry. And then it also pushes her, as we'll talk about, um, especially it pushes her back to Don. And the mother, Henry's mother, has a great line of, um, you know, don't you want to get back in that fancy closet fancy of yours closet. or whatever it is. And by the way, and I'm so proud of you, Phil, for picking that up. Like, because yeah. we're always talking about, like, with writing in the in the, in the the uh, subtext, uh, a yeah. good writing should never just be on the nose. There should be another meaning to it. And to say, get back in that fancy closet of yours, of course, on the surface, it's, yeah, all those nice clothes. But what is the subtext of it, John? Of her saying that, yes. Well, I'm I'm anxious to hear what Phil thought about it because he's well, the one that picked it up. It's getting back to Dawn. I mean, she you know uh, she doesn't have that elegant lifestyle as we later learn from when she visits the doctor. First, she, you know they say it's psychological, and he goes on to say those things. And the last word he ends on is boredom, and she's bored. Whereas with Dawn, you know, she, there was an excitement level. I you don't think, think it, but there was. No, I believe that. I also think that um, she turned. Uh, to that because she was so hurt when Don already had found somebody else. And I think, too, you know, anytime you're getting in the closet, right, yeah. whether it's homosexuality or whatever, there, there's a connotation to that as well. Uh-huh. You know, I'm out of the closet. I'm, I'm being honest. I'm being open. No, get back into that closet. Stay, go, yeah. go back and be the doll right. that you were. Pretend that, you know, you're this trophy and, and wife. she says, you're that kind of girl. It's easy if you're that kind of girl. She, she says, yeah, it's it's easy for you. You're just one of those, girls. One of those girls. Ouch. 
Which also, I mean, you know, um, you know, and I always bring it back to Don because that's what I I think it is about. And one of those girls also mean, I mean, how many girls has Don been with? Right. You know what I mean? And so she's at the end of the day just, just one, one of, of those his girls. girls. Yeah. And the irony is, like, she goes, she reaches out to Dawn. She has his husband. Yeah. You know, Henry Francis, by the way, great little jab on Romney. <laughs> yeah. You know, on Romney's dad. Yeah, the, the governor, governor of Michigan. The real life governor of Michigan. Romney's a clown. <laughs> um, who's well, loving and supportive, and he's yeah. there. And yet she's reaching out to Dawn. Yeah. And I think that speaks to and, and all she really needed from him. And, and, really, and I think it really came down to the line. Just tell me what you always tell me. And he says everything's going to be fine. everything's going to be all right. And mo- most women just want to hear that. They just want to hear that. They just want to hear. And he's he's and yet the guy that really is there for her. Yeah. Sadly, you know, she's not having sex with, or at least she just had one romp with him. Um, and it was also in that moment, um, you know, when she gets the phone call. I know you guys can speak to the cinematography about this. Oh but, my but, goodness! Well, what did it lead us He's, to believe? And then back I'll up say a little bit. Let's say because there were several phone calls. You're talking about the yeah. actual phone call. There, there, there. When she gets the news, we start with the shot of the clock. And I mentioned yeah. you guys because my my dad died of cancer, right. and we all waited for that call to when the, he had his first test. Yeah. And it was like sitting on the death row. Wait oh, my God. Life. It is. It is. And so that was perfect. And then, you know, he answers his call. Then the phone rings again, the other phone. Which and you get, forces her to go to the other phone. Go to the other phone. And so you get an amazing single shot of yeah. that phone. You're like, oh, my goodness. Totally ominous. Yeah. And then, She's so small in the frame. Which the no, whole, no, that's the next shot, yeah. John. So I'll that, nec- I'm sorry. So it's a close up of the phone. Okay. Oh, and then you, you and then the next shot yeah. is that super wide yeah. shot. This big giant house. Yeah. And I just was blown away by the shot. But then you, John, mentioned the significance of it. So tell us yeah. the significance well, of that shot. She's so small in the frame, and the whole grandeur of everything around. It, I mean, it makes her look like that. The she's just she is that doll. She's that tiny little thing. She's so insignificant because she's so worried about this call and what it means. So she's so small in the frame because that's how you feel when you're in that state that you're just so vulnerable and the the pressure and the weight of everything on you. You just feel. Insignificant and tiny. And she hears it's benign, and we, of course, all were like, wait. Yeah. Did she, it's, did she, there's a look on her face. And it's did, like, did she really hear yeah. it was malignant? Yeah. And react like that? But then as she kept talking, yeah. and the subject became about being a fatty, yeah. and then we see her eating later in the episode, yeah. indications are it was benign. Yeah. And also, I mean, and, and and very little solace in that because, it, and I think when she said, which means I'm just fat, you know, it would have been easier for her to deal with if it was a cancer, if it was some sort of problem medically that she didn't have anything to have to, it, you know, it's not. Yes, I have that, but I, I'm not really responsible for that. Right. I'm in the state I'm in because of what I've done, not because of some medical problem I have. That's a harder thing to deal with. I put myself here. Right. It's going to be harder for her to do because she's already beating herself up like crazy. That's why she's eating too much. That's why she's getting fat. Now it's going to make things worse. It's funny, you know. What, is, what was it? When, you know, when she told um, she told Henry yeah. about her, your mom's obese, obese. Yeah. And is it? Does he quietly hate his mother? Does she think? And I well, she said it in response to him saying, "I don't see it." I don't, you know, it doesn't, meaning it doesn't matter to me. I don't really see that you're fat or whatever. And I think she, what she's saying is, of course you don't, because your mom's obese. So you don't really notice it. Speaking so I, I don't to, think he, I don't think he loathes his mother. About, and, and like, I guess maybe they didn't really need the scene of her talking to her old friend who's right. dying of cancer. Yeah. Maybe. But it was an interesting scene anyway. You know, the the ladies, very interesting. people are getting, you know, it, it's it's like you're on a boat and people are just getting farther and farther away. And it's true because um, when you go through that battle, yeah. it just becomes more about you and the cancer. And, and, and you do feel alone because who can relate to you? Nobody. And, it, and, you know, you don't want to relate to people then. You want to, you know, it's like, like an animal. A wounded animal, want, it goes away. And so the lady comes over with the tea leaves. Yeah. It says you have a strong soul yeah. and you have all this other stuff. Yeah. And Very, time, you're the rock in your family and she's so not so the rock. So not the rock. Yeah. But she wasn't dying. You know? No. So it was interesting. Yeah. Um, and then the, anyway, the lady gets scared away. I, I, 
I, I, I think I love the way they've handled this, the writers. Yeah. I love that they've taken it. And by the way, this was uh, for the time. This happened to a lot of women. They they were they just wanted to get the diet pills and they were all hopped <laughs> up on. And, and back up a little further. Yeah. This happened to a lot of women and still happens today. Yeah. But especially then it was like, get married, yeah. get fat. That's it. You get married, quit. get fat. And then, oh, you're fat. Great. Here. Now you're on speed. And that's what they would use. To to you know, his mother's little helper. That's that, all that stuff's all about speed. Do you guys think there was any correlation? I don't want to jump around subject too much, but do you think there's any correlation between her being the fat wife and uh, the executives from Heinz and his wife being a you know, fat older woman? Interesting. I didn't put that together, but you know, I mean, I'm wondering. You know, where where you know his mom is Henry's mom's fat. Yeah, and then you go over there, and they've been married for a long time. Yeah, and um. They're old fashioned. I'm just wondering. Well, I, I what I like, I, I don't know, but here's, I, I, I'm sure it was calculated in some regard, but it also fit. Uh, even if it wasn't connected, it fits because that's what that character would be. But what, what, more than anything, what it was speaking to me as the bloom is fading on Betty, and I think she realizes it because see, I mean, obviously, Don picked. She said it. Might, uh, she's twenty years old, or whatever it was that right. she, that she, Betty thinks. So I think she's already felt like her best years are over, right? And she's, uh, you know, I, I'm gonna end up like my uh, husband's uh, wife, uh, mother anyway. So uh, I, I, as to whether or not they were speaking directly to that Mr. Hines's or whatever the Hines's guy's name is, his wife, and making that connection to Betty, I, I don't really, I don't know. But yeah, and I, I don't, I don't know either. But I mean, uh, you know, immediately after Betty. In her first scene, you go to Megan, and, uh, right. you know, Megan's pretty much half-naked. Anytime yeah. we really saw Megan, she was, you know, uh, disrobed or yeah. in a bra or whatever, right. whereas Betty's always got something. Yeah. Well, she had those, oh, man, she had those amazing house coats on. She just looked huge. But she always did, Phil. That's a great point. Yeah. So Betty, is, you get out of the Betty is much more of the Jackie O, yeah. like, that, that, that uh, that's exactly late what 50s, she, early yeah. 60s. Absolutely. That was and the you're right, thing, and yeah. Megan is now... The 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 late sixties, the change, the mid to late sixties, the changing of the times, and I think that's a great segue, John, to our you know second topic, which Let's you had it. called out, is that this episode right. was really all about changing. the changing of the times and the end of Camelot, and and now the this the crazy wild time of the sixties. Right. For me, it was most evident in the fact that now we have the African American secretary, which we've never had that. Also yet, named so. Don. Also named Don. By the way, interesting. Any significance of that? They just have. Well, sure. Fun. I mean, just I mean, just because that, just so you could have the awkward scene with Crane going in there. Is there any ever confusion? Is there any, <laughs> any ever any confusion? Yeah, he, he's so awkward. Man, is he know? hilarious? He is hilarious. But why they would do that, I don't know, but I find it interesting because I'm sure they're going to play off of that in some regard. But not only did they have the first African-American, now they they're, they have to deal with the fact that... Um, Mike uh, Ginsburg. Mike Ginsburg. They're hiring their first Jew. Because everyone's hiring. A lot of people have yeah. have, have a Jew now. Exactly, which is Roger Sterling. Can we talk about our, our, our alleged <laughs> Walt Disney, famous Walt Disney sure, story? Sure, yeah. What's that? Go ahead. Okay. Tell me. That's, is that Who's that, John Hamm? By the way, right. shout out to John Hamm for directing this yes, episode. Yes, he did. That's right. He directed this great episode. Great job. And he had a great uh, interview with him on uh, Charlie Rose talking about uh, directing the episode and uh, what he learned from it. He thought he knew the show, but when he when, after directing it, he realized how much he didn't know the show because you have to know every department, everything going on. So it really gave him a better perspective. There's so on the many show. layers on this. It's cinematography. Yeah. It's production design. Yeah. Uh, it's you can, yeah. I'm sure the writing too. You can't yeah. really mess around with that. And, and you know he had a much, I mean, just a better, not only a better perspective, but a much more, a greater understanding for all the, uh, what his colleagues put into it, and uh, how uh, deeper and broader the show is than he even thought it was. Now here's a guy who's been almost every scene. Yeah. And, and so, well, speaking and of scenes, I, I will give him credit for again. Uh, I think too many other people would make the mistakes of like if they're directing an episode, they would make sure they're pretty much every scene, right? Which yeah. obviously he he wouldn't have because he doesn't have that power, right? But he also knows that you know as much as the show is about him, yeah. it's also not about him, right? Um, so I don't think I mean, Phil. It's like I think he knows after this many. He it's he's got the gig. I don't think he, yeah, he's he the, needs. To and be, the other thing is, uh, and I actually work, think he's ta- you know he's talented enough to. Sure. To 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 be loyal, you, you you know most 
even the most vain actors that when they get that chance to direct yeah. their own shows, and he they also really want to see, knock it out of the park. Uh, and Roger, that, and I'm bl- right now I'm blanking on uh, Roger John, Sterling. Uh, Sterling, no, John Slattery. Yeah. Okay. He's already directed a few, so he's already been directed by another colleague, another co uh, cast member. So he's already seen that and how that was handled and how it's been done. So uh, he's already there's already been a bar set and everything like that. So, so Walt Disney. Okay, okay, please, Walt he's, Disney. He's, he's building, I think it was Disney. Uh, this is all alleged anyway. It was a funny story people used to throw around Disney when John and I wrote for a Disney This is back Disney in 1950. It was a question regarding um, Disneyland. And yeah, it was having a he, you know, press conference. It was, he answered the first question. It was like, okay, how big is the park going to be? Oh, this many acres. Yes. And you know, how many rides? Oh, it's going to have this many and rides. It's going to have, have 30,000 people a day. Yeah. will come to whatever it was. Whatever. And it's, okay, and it's going to involve our characters. And this has that. And then one of the reporters said, uh, and what, what do you think the annual gross uh, will be for the park in terms of revenue each year? And he said, oh, oh, oh that's a money question? Oh, let me ask my Jew. Don, I think maybe that's your cue. <laughs> so, anyway, that's the... That's alleged, uh, yeah, that's alleged but, but, it's, but it's a common but story. But you heard everyone's hiring a Jew. Yeah. So, we see the Mike Ginsburg coming in. By the way, great, great. gig for this kid. Oh, my God, to yeah. Walk and, and he hit it out of the park. He was great. Yeah, he was great. terrific. He's great. Uh, what Talking about things not changing. No. It was, it was if you notice, Peggy, the Peggy's advice she gets yeah. is to just stick to mediocre. Yeah, I love Why that. Why would you line? hire a That's guy? That's the talented? best line. And and man, you know, the more Stick you get mediocre, the, you know, listeners, the more you get into not not just in our business, but in life, the more you'll be astounded. I think by how people do that, how yeah. they hire mediocrities under them. I know, so uh, they don't get shown up. And, and I'm just going, wow, you know. And I hadn't heard that line before. I've actually, heard, obviously, I've seen people do it, but I never heard the line before. It just went, it just solidified it for me, it crystallized it like crazy because. They're more interested in protecting their job than actually doing a good job. And you know what it says to me? And again, why I love these writers because yeah. they really understand office politics and yeah. politics and, all that. and human nature. And human nature. Yeah. But that guy, because he is a mediocrity, right? And everything, all his decisions are fear based. It's oh yeah, no, I don't want anyone to show me up because yeah. he's lame. Peggy, right? Is confident about her own work. It wants to work with talented and people. I want to work with talented people and get better and, and let them get the company better. And I'm not worried because I'm pretty damn good at what I do. And but then, I, think, I think she was – you don't think she was a little bit shaken up? Like she said the words and went through the motion, but you don't think at the end of the day that she was – you know what? You're right. That that does sound I don't like know. a good idea. No, I, 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 I got that too. I, I got that the, there was a hint of it, which I thought was perfect. Well, of course it would be. You know, it's one thing to have a platitude or have a belief system or a goal like that, but then when it's actually – you know, challenged. That's when you go. Uh, oh, wait a minute! I have to. Might I might have to follow through on that? I mean, it's it's easy to have a principle unless it's put in action or tested. Let's put right. it that way. But well, to to continue with that line of thought, with only hire mediocre. Because here's what it, look what's happening to Roger. He hired Pete, and Pete's taking over for him. I don't know if he thought Pete was mediocre when he hired him, but I, that's what I want. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Follow that well, up. Well, I think when he, you know when he probably hired him, he was he was owner of the company. He wasn't right. nervous, and now this has just gone. Out yeah, of but control. I'm just curious. Well, how did Roger? Did Roger have that same mentality? It's different like, when you're the owner. Yeah, but 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 I still don't know. I was hoping that they would make that. You made that parallel here, but now you see. Okay, here's why you don't want to hire mediocre because they'll take your job. Oh, so so, well, maybe that was slightly conveyed when he walked but, out of the room. And exactly, said, that's what I'm wondering. But did, did, what, what what I was curious about because I don't know Roger as well as you guys do is he was he the, was he that guy that said only hire mediocre because he's no that's the last no guy. John I'll tell he, you why okay. because he's an owner. And All right, so he what, what do I always I always preach it after us here when kids come in and ask for yeah. advice in the business I say. Get to the decision maker. Get to the guy at the top. Because if you do have a good idea or you really do have something to offer, they're going to get it. Right. The people in the middle yeah, are either going to be threatened like this or they're just not going to get it because they have no vision and that's why they're in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, the, Unless you, you get that rare person who's in the middle but he's on his way up right. and gets it. So uh, I think, no, he absolutely is like, hey, you're going to work hard for me, be amazing? Great. Great. More, okay, more, more time for me to drink. Right. But... Where this got out of control yeah. was was through all the things that's happened, the sale yeah. of the company, the building of the new company, and now this now it's 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 Cause, changed. Because even about that, I'm kind of curious. It's like well, Roger, why do you care? He guy's doing the work for you. You're still making the money. 
You've hired him. It's you know, I don't you. know what the setup is, and I never understand boards and how they work. Yeah. But who knows if he could get voted out? Who who knows? That's true. You know, I don't. I don't know. Um, but but he's, he's only a junior partner. We know that. But it speaks to the changing of the times. Yeah, that, that which was what you we know were when of. when when I mean he holds that meeting right. Um, when Pete holds that meeting and he's just popping the champagne. Yeah, but I loved how we, what we first do. When we, we he first tries to call a meeting and he's waiting for people to come to his his office and nobody comes and they have to hold a meeting in Roger's office. Roger's just trying to you know remind people I'm still the guy. Yep. But at the by the end of the episode, well, not so much. Not so much. Not so much. And great line. I just wish things would get back to normal. And and the and the fact that he has uh, him and Don try to seek solace from one another. What's yeah. going on? Um, and still Roger's so funny when he's like, oh, Peggy, yeah. uh, um, Betty has cancer and he's like, well, wouldn't that solve everything? <laughs> yes. Just amazing. So callous. Hula- <laughs> just hilarious. Oh my God. Um, and the both of them are just kind of tired and beaten. Yeah. Commiserating. Yeah. And I just wish it would go back to normal. Yeah. Just we have a friend, you know, oh, that's yeah, right. who, wa- who pines. I just don't want to live in this world. He, you know what the worst thing that ever happened to this country? <laughs> a friend, mutual friend of John and I, just slightly psychotic, which is, you know, why we're entertained by him. Slightly. I told you to stop talking. He, 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 <laughs> he, yeah, anyway. What was the ruination of this country? Oh, that, what, civil rights. Civil rights. The window yeah, for this yeah, apology is closing. Okay. All right. So... Uh, but okay, speaking of the changing times, so we have Roger. You see him; uh, his life is just start, turned upside down now because he so wanted to go back to the way it used to. When are things going to get back to normal? They're not normal at all in the office, which I think is, we're seeing. You know, as the '60s progressed, we we really saw. And some it tumult. was, you know, the the '60s was it's just the our the soil just got uplifted. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And, and and '70s was the hangover That's, yeah. of, of, from it all. But but the yeah. '60s was. Effing crazy. I mean, I, my parents were right before that generation, uh-huh. and they were freaked out. Right. They still talk about, yeah, this, you know, my father, as I say, 60s, that, you know, that the hippies were ruined this country. Oh. You know? Well, my, and my, my, I have older siblings, old enough that uh, my brother was a hippie. So, yeah, and he was draft. well, he was next to be drafted for the war and stuff. And then finally it ended, so. But he was ready to go. Wow. Either that or go to Canada. I can't remember. He wasn't sure. <laughs> right. Um, but but we're we're seeing that and, and to go backstage of the Rolling Stones. Yeah. And I thought that was the most interesting uh, scene for me in some in many regards. But because, first of all, Crane, it just cracks me up. The guy's just... Oh, my goodness. You know, I, I it's just... I don't know. Like last week, I talked about how pathetic Lane was. This week, Crane was so pathetic. So well, here's, here's what it reminded me of. Um, and John, you you probably don't get this reference, but Kevin, you will. And, and fans, um, you know, I think Harry was seeing a lot what 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 the old days of Don and, and um, Sal used to be, and you know how much fun they had on the road. Or, right. And so I guess he wanted to be that, mm-hmm. and he's so not getting that. No. No, it's just like, hey, you know, Saturday night was fun. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I thought we could get dinner. Nope. Nope. Yeah. And 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 then uh, then when he gets in the car and he has 20 White Castle burgers. Oh and he's like, you got to eat first. <laughs> That's his philosophy. For your kids. That's why I tell people if they're going to get married, eat first. So wow. do you think that is he in some ways representing the young generation, which is more out for themselves and less for tradition? The young like, generation now? What do you mean back then? Then. 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 Like, what was his purpose? Was he in the middle uh, between the young and the old? Don yeah, being the I, I, old. Absolutely. This teenager being the young. Yeah. And, and by the way, so young. Oh, the teenagers? The teenager at the Rolling Stones. Yeah, Stone. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, the part that was really fascinating to me. But yeah, I don't think he represents the young. I do think he represents those who are caught in the middle in some degree because, you know, the previous gen, prior to his, were, okay, you knew your roles, you were going to do this, and then they're part of the greatest generation. He's the one after that. Which, what, what's your role? Right. What's your role? Yeah, it's not as well-defined. I, what I liked about the teenager, and it just gives a shout-out to the hair and makeup people. Yeah. Did you notice that she was very shiny? Yeah. And a lot of that, that was kind of the makeup style back then. If you look back oh, at I know, right? pictures of my aunts and stuff like that, yeah, 
very shiny. There was the eyeliner okay. and the and the uh, blush. I did not know that. But shiny. Yeah. Uh, for for the younger kids. So uh, about that scene. So he's having this conversation. Draper's having this conversation with this teenager. And it and it goes on for a while. And I'm, I was just like, why are they taking? I, I I remember thinking, why are they taking so much time with this scene? And they took character? a lot. They took a lot of time. The the important thing to take out of it, I think, was is we we don't want to we don't, when her and Donna are discussing the young and the old. Is right. It, he, what do he say? We because he kept asking, and what do you what are you going to do then? And what's next? Because you know they obviously they, they the the decision they make is the one in front of their nose. They don't they can't see around the corner. No teenager can. So, but he's. I found it interesting that he kept wanting to know. And what are you going to do then? As if you know you should have a plan. And what was? And she said. And she said. Uh, Whatever he wants me to. And no, but then she said something about. I don't know. It was like almost like you know what you guys are always now. Why do you guys hate us or why? Yeah, you, you just don't want us to have any fun. And he says no. We're worried about you. We're worried about you, and that was great. No, but I thought that was great. No, I thought it was great too. But I, I, I and because again, it, it I, need, I need your guys' help for this. The context is he usually that concerned about somebody? That's that's what it's, that seemed I out think, of character. I think it was. I, I think years. it was the royal we. Okay, meaning not just I'm worried about you, this fifteen-year-old girl. I don't. Right. I, I don't care. It's this hypocritical guy who drinks and smokes and cheats on yeah. his wife and, and is exhausted but at the end of the day does does believe in the order and the law and he's okay. he's old fashioned and I think it's it's he's already thought this through on why yeah well, why we disag- gonna... we disagree with you protesters yeah. why we di- like he's already had that answer thought out uh-huh. you know and, and especially the, he, he knows what's going to happen to the to the young girl. Yeah, and by the way, and this is Don, who's very why he's a great admin. He's very yeah. astute. He knows people. Yeah, and he knows like you're gonna just lead to yeah to some kind of disintegration. Which yeah, and what, what I'm know. wondering is why he you know he kept wanting her to to realize it rather and I guess rather than say anything about it, he wanted her to come to her own conclusions about it. But well, at least Socratic and, method. And a, yeah, there Socratic you go. method partly and partly I think the ad man who likes to get to know people uh-huh. that's his business so why do you want to do this well, I thought he was also questioning because I think he legitimately wanted to know how she what made her tick because that's uh, advertising right that, that young young crowd right it's always it's wanting that back. 15 to well in the beginning the when he first saw crowd because I thought in the beginning he was really trying to do that was to get information and to help him later when he's using it in, in, in whatever advertising uh, exercise it would be but when when he was asking her questions like well what, what do you hope to what do you, how does it make you feel oh so romantic so I thought he was trying to glean information from her in the beginning but when we went back, back later when he's talking about well, what, what's going to happen when you go into the room what are you what are you going to do then i thought he was trying to get her to see look you, you i don't think you've thought this through because he knows what's going to happen in the room he does and i think he was trying to and, save her but so. he probably was and he yeah. by the way he's killing time and he's backstage and the other only alternative would be to have him hit on her and she's just too young for him yeah um so i could see i i, I bought it all i thought it felt like it was within his character was okay. it long maybe no, that's the thing. I'm more than anything. I was. I didn't, Might have been. It, it felt. For but I me, love this show so much. Like yeah. I, I, I could just watch. I, two hours last week. I, I wasn't loved worried it. about the length of it so much as that I didn't. It seemed like it was out of character, and that's why I wanted to at, talk to you guys about it because you, I, I don't know. Don. No, I felt it was his character. Okay. Yeah, because he's he does have a conscience. It's not right. whereas like he's not. No, whereas Roger. <laughs> is much, much, yeah. much less. Uh, he does. He's just, he's just troubled, and he's, he's not amoral. He has his sense. Just hypocritical. Just okay. hypocritical. I think, like a lot of those guys on yeah. Madison Avenue were. Yeah. You know, they were cheats. They were but, drunks. They were. Yeah. You know. Now we're speaking. Now, we're, now, especially the changing of the times. We you could, you could see right there in that scene. For me, the other thing that I thought was so fascinating: these teenagers look at these guys. You know, oh, they're so old. They aren't. Oh no, they're cool. No, they're not. They they sound exactly like teenagers today. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who's over thirty. That was interesting. Yeah. It made me feel, you know, I think I remember asking John Hamm about this. I go, do you think uh-huh. about some of those guys that you're portraying? Because mm-hmm. yeah, where they are today, he goes, oh, most of them are dead. Yeah, just in that lifestyle. Yeah, but kind of interesting that you know the Stones are still around. True. Right. So you know some of the guys from Madison Ave back then may still be around. Yeah. 
There's a, there's a chance. But isn't Keith Richards the exception that proves the rule? I mean, I mean yeah, the well, they of all, damage. They, well, they also have a lot of money, too. Yeah, if you and have that the money, that helps, helps to help you get this right. Yeah, clearly. Um, so. But I love the idea that, yeah, the, the Rolling Stones. Yeah. And, and, and they think he signs the wrong people. And how funny. <laughs> yeah. And talk about the changing of the times. Let, yeah. Can we talk a little bit about the dinner? I go back to the dinner between Hines. Oh my God! And the wife, well, here was, so here's what I was going to And Megan that, and Don. Is yeah. that is that Don doesn't even really believe in this idea? Because again, if if he really wanted the stones, he would. I, I feel yeah, like Don would have been him. a lot more aggressive about yeah. it. Whereas you know, that's he let Crane take the lead. Yeah. And if Don really wanted, my guess is he was not get out of the way. Right. I'll do this. But because he, uh, he's yeah. the closer. Yeah, and this by the way, it's, this is the, he, with this other client, he basically yeah. was like, "No, if that's what they want. Let yeah, them exactly. do it." Exactly. And he's just like, let him figure out. I, I think part of it's a little bit of burnout. Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. He's like, what, what happened to the type A guy? I think he's, yeah, I do. I think he's a little burnt out. Yeah. I think he's okay. a little burnt out. Uh, you know, even, well, Peggy said it last week. We're, you know, and I'm just saying, well, I'm actually just making the connection that times are changing again, especially if you could see it in Don. He's right. changed. Yeah, he's changed. And so we have this, like, this old couple. And they're talking about the daughter, who right. it was the beginning of what I call the lame generation, <laughs> which you know I was my generation's one of the beginners of it, uh-huh. but it's of the lame generation of like too old to go to camp and too young to get a real job, right. and just sits and listens to music all day, which became cable TV, uh, and now is internet. And you know before that it wasn't like that. No, it wasn't like that. And so we're seeing. Um, you got a job? Yeah, we're seeing that. Yeah, no, I mean, come on, all our parents worked star work when they were ten, eleven, yep. twelve. You know, and uh, I love seeing that. And 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 then you know, there's Dawn across the table with the young wife. Yeah, who corrects him when he when when it's like who doesn't have to work, but but chooses to. but chooses to work. Right, very progressive. And uh, what was the Stone song that she? Um, oh yeah, um, time is on my time side. Is on my side. He's like, yeah, that song. Time is on your side. No, time is on my side. It it is. It is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> really funny. Yeah. Um, Heinz is, and then it became Heinz is on your on on your side. I think it's it's yeah. only going, which would have been fun. I think it's only going to get. Uh, I I love. I hope the show stays on the air because I think there's so. So many places to go now that the sixties. Well, yeah, you got to bring now that you bring in the tumult into it. I mean, even more, my God, so much more. I love that. I know, John. I know we're gonna probably end up going to commercial. What was our? It was our news and gossip, Phil. You're gonna discuss the Newsweek article that came out about Mad Men. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, I'm just gonna kind of. I got some other news and gossip too, in addition to some stuff. Again, there's so much because it's almost been two years. There's so much news yeah. and gossip, so we're just gonna kind of, uh, you know, give you all the where to find Highlights. stuff if you're really interested. Because there's so much information. Oh, I know there. it's incredible. And if there's any, you know, listeners and viewers, if there's anything we missed, and please by all means, you always keep us on track, and we thank you for that. Tweet us. Uh, you know, you can uh, send info at AfterBuzz TV. Uh, you can email us. You can go to YouTube and post your comments, um, or or certainly on iTunes, and we'll we'll try to respond as best we can. Is that cue for commercial? I think hey, so. Hey, Phil, let's do take our first ad break because we're Mad Men here. Yes. After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And, like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then, I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after shows from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? 
And we're back. Yeah. You know what I'd like to buzz about right now? What's that? The news and gossip. I would love to know about this uh, article that you read about Newsweek. Enlighten me. All right. Well, last week we talked about uh, TV Guide having their cover story. Yes. Of Mad Men. So there it is for and those very who are watching. Andy Warholian. And uh, here there. we are with uh, with our Newsweek headline. So uh, a lot of uh, by the way, a lot you of know, mainstream stuff with the. I mean, uh, huge. And this show, you know, Emily Harbour, who's one of our hosts here, um, been in TV for a long time, and one thing she always comments on is that Mad Men really doesn't get those big, big numbers. I nope. mean, you would th- to be on the cover of Newsweek and the cover of TV Guide. Yeah, that's huge. But it's not. It doesn't even get a fraction of like what an Idol or no. those other shows get. So it's just interesting. Well, it's, like, it's like two point five to three. It's so 2. small, 8. but to get that kind of recognition, it's pretty amazing. Right. Very impressive. And well, and it is the Emmy winner. Right. So, I mean, it's got that going into. Yeah. So the, it's certainly a critical favorite. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you guys can read it for yourselves, but uh, you know. Uh, Elizabeth Moss talks at length about it, and I actually uh, learned that she's a Norwegian. Um, her character? Or you her, mean? her character. Okay. Um, so she talks about her backstory of being a Norwegian-American Catholic girl from Bay Ridge. Um, and you know what's... I mean, there's so many insider info, but what I really thought was cool about this whole Newsweek thing is that the whole theme of this Newsweek is Mad Men. The like whole theme of the magazine, like the issue I'm, I'm, is Mad I'm not Men? even kidding you. Like the ads in it, the, the wow. articles are based around like what Mad Men type of stuff you would see. It's really He's crazy. Kind of like PR what, machine they got. You know, that I mean, is it's, it's absolutely nuts. insane. That to me, I mean, you know, it, there's an article called "More Attack Ads, Please." Okay. Like, well, are they are they run by the same? I don't know. No, I don't. I I don't. I don't think you know, it'd look, be that July, kind of. Con- July. You have July thirty first, nineteen sixty five, with a picture here and all. I don't that. think like, it would be something. I don't think it's one of those things that would be uh, owned by the same company because you usually don't get that kind of synergy. Mm-hmm. I know because just from the different yeah. projects that we've done with NBC and, but, it, you know, you, you, the other thing you could think of is that, you know, Mad Men uh, paid them. For ad space, but yeah. I don't believe that because I don't think they have the budget. No, I bet you anything the editor or the publisher, they the writers probably love the show. Yeah. So wouldn't it be probably. neat if we did that? I, I think it's probably that that's how it went down. I think so, too. And by the way, there's that huge clothing line out. Um, yeah. You know, based off of the Mad Men series, too. So, um... So check that out. Uh, Banana Republic. That's it. Banana Republic. Um, although that's not necessarily news. But on uh, HollywoodNews.com, January Jones expects to keep her schedule clear for a while to focus all, on all her attention on her precious guy in life. That what? being her six-month-old son, right. Xander. Okay. She says, I promised myself I wouldn't take any work after we wrapped unless it was something special. So there you go. Right. Jimmy Jones does have a kid and putting family ahead. What? <laughs> well, I he, family first. I, I I don't think that's. I mean, there's there's a way to have a career and have a kid. Oh yeah, and people do it all the time. And but that's her. Know, I mean, that, that's a fine choice if she wants to do that. That's great. Good for her. Yeah, but I worry for her because right now she's still hot. You know, she she did X Men. Career wise, not smart to do. Um, but. You know, what you, what, what's really more important than having a kid, so... I don't know. But um, John ha- Hamm says therapy is invaluable. Um, he, be- um, he says... Wow, this is actually really interesting because as I started reading... No, as I started reading this, I was like, wait, is he talking about Don, Don Draper? But no. No. So uh, the... the the madman actor became an orphan at the age of 20 yeah. following the death of his father 10 years after the passing of his mother and despite not wanting to went to see a th- therapist who believes she helped him greatly he said I had no concept of what going to see a sh- shrink meant I'm, I'm a 20 year old idiot in the midwest this is <laughs> not Woody Allen in New York we don't sit around and talk about our feelings so yeah, interesting uh, kind of parallel to Don Draper yeah um, and then there's, as you guys know, there's so much more other stuff, but it's a, I'm reading this again, like you and I did, John. I'm reading right. this literally like three hours ago. Right. So this is news hot off the press, as they say, and uh, I'm sure there's going back this whole week, but, you know, check it out. There's definitely out there. I recommend the books, too. Books are great. What books? What books? There's like 50 of them. 
the 50s. They are just on the set design alone of the yeah. 60s. Really? Oh, on, on Mad Men, the show? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, really? You guys don't get out much? No, no I guess not. I don't. I, Off to bigot. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There's so many books. Yeah, I mean, you know, people are so fascinated with the show. Yeah. The, yeah, there's... there's it's a phenomenon. Everything. You know, even our set here in Studio B is very, yeah. very 60s. We've got Shag Rug. We have, uh, you know, the sh- Shag Rug sound panels. We've got the... Yeah. Um, Moon chairs, whatever. Yeah, the, the the moon chairs, and uh, it's it's just so interesting because when you see the Mad Men office, yeah, you could totally walk in there today, and we could we could put CAA or WME on the front door, and you'd be fine. Yeah, there'd be no spinning of heads. It's only only when we get into the suburbs, and we see the houses in the suburbs, do yeah. we really see dates in the '60s, and you know the real. Um, you can tell. But in that office, it's just amazing. Yeah, and the, if you're not looking at the clothes, if you're just looking at the furniture. And and if that was true to form, mm-hmm. I'm guessing it was, uh, it's amazing how it's come back, all the styles. Oh, they always do. Can't but, wait but for I've the never 70s. Seen, but I've never seen it like that, John. Yeah? Where it's so on the nose. Like, the literally the fact that you could walk that set, if that set's accurate, mm-hmm. and you put everyone in well even the outfits are, are, are you know we're into the the, the skinny ties right. and the, we're into right now we're into the fitted suits mm-hmm. um, I don't know I've never seen such a such a parallel you know I, you, I if if you walked in that office today uh, if that were a current office I'm saying or a production company whatever you would yeah. you wouldn't think anything of it you'd say wow cool but if I saw something from the 70s or the 50s or yeah, I would be like, whoa. Or even the 80s. I'd right. be like, wow. So it's my two cents. Well, that is your news and gossip for the week of April 1st. Very, very incomplete. I'm glad no Great. one's made an office joke yet. Yeah, very incomplete, Phil. And uh, very <laughs> and, and I enjoy the... <laughs> I enjoy... I, I, I like to how tease the people. How it was. <laughs> I like to tease the people. <laughs> and now... Your After Buzz TV predictions. Which, if I made to my defense, okay. not unlike the teasers of Mad Men, which give you nothing. That's true, either. that's true. He's, okay. So he's, okay. Yeah, he's no. in keeping with the the show in that regard. So, yeah, okay, my thing is uh, I think Betty's going to get hopped up on uh, speed. Okay, we see. She'll get well, I could see Michael uh, Ginsburg in a bunch of shots, so he's clearly on the team. Yeah, so we got that's that's nice. Uh, we have Betty, I guess. I, yeah. What did we see? We just saw a bunch of one-liners that led to nothing. Oh, yeah. and Roger with, with um, Peggy. Yeah. Like, what, hey, what, what are you doing, doing for tonight? Doing? I'm sure that has no meaning. Yeah, there's not, there's nothing there. Yeah. Right? That's not Roger's speed. And especially, I don't think he'd ever date Peggy. Like, if, yeah. if he was to All hit right. on anyone, it would be Megan. Risky question. Okay. To ask. If we watch the extended trailer on AMC.com, yeah. is it more revealing? I don't know. I've never nah. seen it. So that's why it's a risky question. <laughs> not supposed to say that. I don't think so. Ah, boo. So risky. So I, my risks blew up in my face. Anyway. Maybe it didn't. I just, I just don't know. But, um... Well, here's why I don't... I don't... I purposely don't... Right. Because I, I love the show so much, I don't I don't want to know. I, I like well, to I, tease... The only tease I see is... back to Sopranos yeah, like, and Breaking Bad as yeah. well. I like just enough... Yeah. But I like to be surprised. Yeah, I don't like to see the extended ones anyway. That's why I don't watch them specifically. I, I'll, I'll watch the one here just to get a taste. And this doesn't ever really tell me anything. So. Well, we can generally predict. I mean, you know, I think Betty is, you know, getting on speed. Maybe. Uh, do, do do we see any chance of rekindling between Betty and um, Don? Well, uh, uh, no, I would I would keep them in. In that wonderful conflict zone where the, one of them wants else. the other, but then the you know one can't, the other, and then you'll flip it at some point during the series. Because gotcha. that's that's say, much I mean, better. If just anything, that's going to be a season arc, right? You can't get to but what I'm more curious three. about is what are they going to do with Don? Because he's he seemed, and again, this is where I unfortunately I, I didn't see previous episodes specifically, so I would come to this fresh. But he seems like he's changed a lot. He's uh, and it's very organic watching all the seasons. He's just becoming more disillusioned. And yeah. Remember his roots. 
or lack thereof. That's true. So this this all yeah. it all seems very organic for him. So. But I you know one of the guy that was you know tells I like I like the idea of the guy that tells clients to fuck off <laughs> in the room or whatever. Right. I I didn't ever see any of that. Yeah, now well he's matured too. I mean you know that's what a young punk would do. Yeah, an older businessman who has bills to pay. You calm down a little bit, and you learn how to play the game a little better, which it seems like you know he has. Anyway, I'm at Undergaro. Oh, there he is. If you'd Twitter. like to know on at Twitter, Undergaro on Twitter. Real, really, Phil. I have to say, at Twitter, at, on Twitter at this point. We're li- we're you we're doing the Mad know? Men after show. Oh, you're right. Everyone's you know, from the come 60s. on. Not everyone is okay. Savvy. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm at but post I guess, office I guess box. if they're listening to a podcast, they're pretty savvy. Yes, that's true. John, where can they find you? Uh, right here, every day. Right here, every day. Old school, baby. That's it. That's right. He doesn't even have an email. Old school. <laughs> Love that. Uh, we, we, t- we take care of John here. Um, and on behalf of uh, he- everyone here at AfterBuzz, follow it at AfterBuzz TV. Rate and comment us on iTunes. And uh, the big, big thing, you know, we I know we joked about Maria at the beginning of oh, the show. Oh, yes, Maria please. Team enough. Team enough. Team enough, of course, referring and- to her team and- name on Dancing with the Stars, which is Derek. Derek Huff, please vote for them. And why should they vote, Phil? All right, so this is the big secret. The the, more, the longer Maria stays on on Dancing with the Stars, the more we get to spend her money. <laughs> yes, to do what to we keep do her here. distracted. So yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> but at, boy, least, at least she gets credit. She does. She does get credit. But so. man, are we in trouble when that ride ends? <laughs> Whoa, boy. We'll the, the, the gravy train oh, is gone, when baby. the business managers find oh, out. No. Is that what it says in our tea leaf predictions? Yes. Yeah. All right. Until You're next week, trouble. hopefully we'll have a lot more. But you got to vote for Maria. <laughs> yeah. Right. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.